It's very gishmake Rashi sicha, where we're going to take a Rashi and dissect literally line by line and see how each and every word and sentence in Rashi is meduyik, is precise and necessary. And this is actually an interesting Rashi because Rashi deviates somewhat from his normal order of Pshutu Shalmikra sticking to the basic understanding of the Pasik. In this case, Rashi is expanding a little bit into the area of Drush. And the reason, as we'll see in the Sikh, is because the whole Nevua of Bilam or the whole uh, Parsha of Bilam is actually uh, a Moshal, the Yisa Meshalai. It's allegorical. And therefore, you can't limit your understanding to the basic understanding of the words, you have to expand a little bit into drush and remez into the other understandings of Torah. Again, I, uh, I did make a chart this time, more like a you know, breakdown of the words of Rashi and the questions on them, and ultimately the answer according to the beer of the Sikha. It's been spoken many times, Although Rashi generally explains the Pshudishal Mikra, the basic understanding of the Psukim, <clears throat> and those areas where Rashi brings Droshes, where Rashi brings the homiletics or the other non Pshat explanations, is Pshat is only when they are necessary according to Pshat. We find, when it comes to the Parshas Bilam, we find that Rashi brings many drushes that are not part of Pshudah Shalmikra, that is totally unusual to Rashi in the rest of his Pirush. He has buried in them, but the explanation is understandable. Teire very clearly says in the literal Pasik that, uh, that uh, Bilam began his Moshal. He's moving as Eich Leiten Derech Abshat is their Pirus von Adi Psukim Nitba Grenitzt Leiten Pashten Taich von Diverter. So since it's a Moshal, it's allegorically spoken, it's understood that you can't limit the understanding to the simple meaning of the words. There's an analog to it. You're going to find allusions and drashes that are not explicit in the words of the Pasik. But we also understand as even these drushes that Ashley brings that are somewhat of a deviation from the pshat, from the literal understanding of the psukim, they still have to connect to the pshat. The pshat is what causes us to reach out into these other areas of understanding so that way we can understand these psukim. So now we understand that even though we're going outside of Pshat, but it still all has to come back to the Pshat. Based on this, we're going to have to understand the second Rashi in his Pirush on the words, the Pasuk says there is no sorcery or soothsaying or, or fortune telling amongst Yankov and Yisrael, 
It will be said to Yaakov, to the Yidden, what did Hashem do? What did Hashem accomplish? That's the Pasuk. And of course, I'm, I'm not really translating it because we have to still journey through this Rashi, to Piro Nashi, and ultimately get to the Rebbe's Biur to understand what this Pasuk really means. But I, I translated it almost literally. Now let's keep on going. Rashi is mighty the vertex Aisli Yamar the Ankiv. Again, Rashi quotes the words at this time or at a time, it will be said to Yaakov, etc. When his Mefarish and says like this, and there are two Pirushim here, so let's go through them. Oid, first chat. Oid, Asid, Liyais, Eis, Kaes, Asais. There's going in the future, there's going to be a time like this time. Asher Tigalach, Ibasallah, and Kail, that their preciousness, how much they are cherished, will be revealed to, to all. That they sit before him, before Hashem, and learn Teira from directly from his mouth. And their place is closer than the Malachi Asharis, than the ministering angels. And the Malachim are going to ask the Yidden, What did Hashem do? And this is what the Pasik says. This is a Pasik in Yeshaya. Your eyes will see your teacher. A reference to this, that the Yidin are going to sit and learn from the Yebishter himself. That's the first Pirush. Then there's a second Pirush in Ashi. The words which we took to mean it will be said in the future, it doesn't mean future, it means in the present. And it, what, the, what the Pasuk is telling us is that the Yidin do not need fortune tellers. Or sorcerers. Because at any time, when it has to be told to Yaakov or to the Yisrael, to the Yidden, what Hashem is doing, what His decrees are on high, they don't go through these sorcerers to find out what it is. But it is given over to them, it is conveyed to them through their prophets. What is the decree of the Abishter? Or else it is told to them through the Urim Vitumim, through the Cheshen Mishpat, uh, that the Kayin got a war. That's the second Pirush. And then Rashi concludes, Unculus does not translate like either of these Pirush. So the first Pirush is telling us that there's going to be a time when the, the love of Hashem to the Yidden will be revealed to all. The second Pirush is telling us is that even now, Hashem does not communicate with Yidin through sorcery, through through fortune tellers. Rather, he, he communicates with the Yidin through Nevi'im, through the prophets, and through the Urim Betumim. And then Unkulus has a different period, which actually doesn't tell us what it is. The Lecha'ina. So now we're going to start with four quick questions. These are sort of the typical questions that you would find in, an, in a Sicha on a Rashi. Aleph. Number one, the, the long-windedness of Rashi, specifically in the first Pirush, where are all these details hinted to, alluded to, in the Psukim? And how is it relevant to Pshat? In the words of the Pasuk, as the Rebbe is going to mention later in the Sicha, the fact that they're sitting in front of the Eivish there, that they're learning Tereda from Hashem, that their Mechitza is closer, that their space is closer than the, Mal- than the Malachim, the Malachim are going to ask the Mapa al Kale all these details. Why is that relevant? Where do we see it in the Pasuk? Base. Second question. Vasas the Shredikite. 
Schwerkeit. In Yedin von die Pirushim was Rashi darf ankommen zu beide Pirushim. We know that from previous Sichas that Rashi brings two Pirushim only when each of them have a question, lack some clarity, that therefore Rashi brings two Pirushim. So the question is, what is lacking in each of these Pirushim, that therefore Rashi must bring a second, a second Pirush or a first Pirush? Rashi brings the first one first, implying that Rashi holds that the first Pirush is closer to Pshat. So the question is, what makes the first one any closer to Pshat than the second one? Especially that since they're both a little bit away from the Pshat. Dalit. Fourth question: What is Rashi oisin mitn siyum v'unkulus letirkin? What is Rashi trying to bring out with the words, with the conclusion that unkulus did not translate this way or explain it this way? Beribui mekayim is is targum unkulus anders mepirus Rashi. There's many places where unkulus explains things differently than Rashi. Or Rashi demantes nish. Rashi never brings that down. Unkulus didn't say this. Obviously, the message here that Rashi is trying to convey by telling us that unkulus did not. Follow the pshat of Rashi. So before we get to the beer, we're going to bring the beer, the explanation, the understanding of Rashi according to the Mefarshim, the classic commentaries on Rashi, and we're going to see if we could make that work. Mefarshim zogin, Mefarshim explain, that the the what what compels Rashi to to teach. To understand in the first way is from the Mlashan Ka'es with a Chaf The fact that it says Ka'es with a Chaf alike, a time like this. A, 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 a Chaf, which means to compare it to something else. But for them, named Rasha as Eid Asilias Eis Ka'es. Since it says a time like the time, implies that there's another time coming that's like it, that's like this time. Nidi Eats the Ketzait Mamish, we're not talking about this specific time. There's another time coming that's similar to this time. Similar to what we mentioned earlier. In a two psukim ago, that the Pasuk says, means a friendship. That, that Bilam was saying that the Eivishter has a friendship to the Yidin, which is now, another such time is coming. That this love, this friendship, this uh, a cherishing now the Abish that cherishes the Yidin, the, the Yidin will be revealed to everyone. And then Rashi goes on to explain in what way, what does it mean that their love, the love to them, will be revealed. So that's the first Pirush. The first Pirush is based on the word Ka'is, the Kaf, the Chafadimian, like a time like this time. The second Pirush of Rashi, Kumen diverter ke'esi yomer liyankiv behemshech tzu ascholas hakosov ki linachash beyankiv alekesem beYisrael. In the second Pirush, it's a flow from the beginning of the pasuk. The pasuk started out ki linachash beyankiv that there are no sorcerers amongst the Yidden. So then he continues to say ke'esi yomer liyankiv that b'shas Yidden darfen epizvisin that when Yidden do need to know something and they don't use sorcery. It is conveyed to them via the Nevi'im or the Urim Betumim. So the first Pirush is focusing on the Ka'es. The second Pirush is focusing on the Hemshech, on the flow from the beginning of the Pasuk to the end of the Pasuk. 
Now we know that if there's two pirushim in Rashi, each one has to be lacking something that compels Rashi to bring the other one. So the Fiza is like this. What's the problem with each of the pirushim? It's late and there's pirushver. This is all within the pirushim of Farsha. According to the first Peter's, the question is, that there's no connection between the first half of the Pasuk and the second half of the Pasuk. The first half of the, talk, the Pasuk is talking about sorcery and fortune-telling. The second half of the Pasuk is talking about David says, love for you. The two don't seem to be connected. Also, the second Peter's has a question, or two. The word ye omer means it will be said. Simply speaking, it's a it's a word written in the future tense, and in the second period of Rashi, it's being understood in the present tense. The first period is explained that it's another time coming, so therefore it says a time like this time. So therefore, there's a kaf before the kais. But in the second period, where it's talking about the time of now, then why didn't it say kais with a kaf adimian? So. This is how these Mepharshim touch Rashi. Rashi, Pirish 1 is focusing on Kais. But, the, but there's a question on that. How does it fit in with the beginning of the Pasik? Pirish 2 is focusing on the Hoive and on the Hemshech HaKsuvim, on the connection with the beginning of the Pasik. But based on this, we wonder the Lashen Kais and the Lashen Ye Omer. And therefore, Rashi brings both Pirishim. But this doesn't sufficiently answer our questions. Because there are Three more questions that we're going to bring. Number one. It's true that this Pasik from the Ka'is, the Chafadimian, implies that there's going to be another time similar to this time. And then Yidin will be told what the Yerusha is doing. So that we know from the Pasik itself. Where do we know it from? And why is it relevant to the understanding of the Pasik? The Pratim, all the details that Rashi brings. They're sitting in front of Hashem and learning Torah from Hashem's mouth. And their area, their space is closer than the Malachi Asharis. And the Malachim are the ones to ask. All these details are not understood directly from the Pasik, seemingly, nor do we understand at this point how they are relevant to the Purish of Rashi. Rashi's telling us the time is going to come where Tikal Achibasan, because that's Kais. Any more than that is seemingly irrelevant and, and, and not gleaned from anywhere in the Pasuk. Base. The second question on the, this understanding of Rashi. Which is the same question that we asked earlier, but here he has, asks it with an extra twist. Why does Rashi put the first Pirush first? The second explanation of Rashi, although the wording is questionable, the Ka'es, the Ye'amer and the Pasik, but the overall understanding of it is closer to Psutishal Mikra. Because there's a flow from the first half of the Pasik to the second half of the Pasik. But in the first Pirush, the two parts of the Psukim, they have, they have a seemingly no connection. Which is very, which is not the proper flow in Pesukim We actually find that the Medrash actually says the second Pirush first, because seemingly because it's closer to Pesukim Shomikra. Nochmer 
even more than that, the Ramban, the Ramban, often Posik, bring to Rasha, plays them Satan Pirush. The Ramban only brings the second Pirush, because at least the Pasukim are flowing, the Pasuk is flowing. The first Pirush has a major problem, that there's no connection between the first half of the Pasuk and the second half of the Pasuk. So even if Rashi brings it, because the Ka'es and the Ye'omer fit better, but at least bring it second. Gimel. The whole question of uh, the, 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 the whole foundation is that each each Pirush has to have a question. Because otherwise, why would Rashi bring two Pirushim? So on the second Pirush, we asked, why does it say Ka'is? And why does it say Ye'omer? So he's going to ask now that those aren't really major questions. For Rashi's Lashon Dover Achar Ye'omer Le'yankiv, Eine Lashon Osedel Lashon Eivim, and the fact that Rashi says that Ye'omer is not Lashon Oseh, but, but, but Lashon Eivim, it's not in the future tense. It's in the present tense. Is Muchach, from this, it's clear, as Ye'omer can gitai tzveren ech b'Lashon Eivim. The fact that Rashi has to emphasize that the Rashi says that it is Belashneva implies that it could be said Belashneva, which means even though even though usually Yomer would sound like a Lashen Asid, but it could also be Lashneva. Virashi Shein Friyer is das Maz. Virashi already explained this once before. Vibaldos is Dover Hahoive Tomid Becholes, since it's something that is constant. Meaning to say, this is a reference to a Rashi in Oz Yashir, where the Rashi is trying to explain the word Yashir, which Yashir is, is, is future. Then Moshe is saying, uh, uh, Shira on the, on the Yam. So why does it say Yashir? So there's a and, and Rashi says the first shot is that he had in mind by the nest that he's going to sing. So Rashi at the end says, you can't say that Yashir means in the future but right away. Like he, then, he say, then, he's go, then he will sing right away because that only works when something is constant. For example, this is what Eov would do. So it was a constant thing, so therefore you could use it also Balashan Asid, and it also means Balashan Haida. But if if in the case of, of the Shira of Moshe, which was a one-time thing, you can't say Ilashan Asid, that's that's right away. But from this we understand that something that is a Davar Tamid, something that is constant, then you could say Yashir, or in this case Ye Amir, because it's something that's gonna be a constant thing. We're talking about Ye Amir Liyakir, that it's all it's something that's always going to be done. And therefore you could say you could say Ye Amir. And also the word ka'is can also we could use the second pshat. We could use we could use what the Mafarshim say. When you need a time that you have to tell it that, that they need to know something, the Navim will convey it to them. So both the Ka'is and the Ye Omer, even though it's not smooth, but it could be answered. So now there's no question on the second Pirush. Which then raises the question: Why does Rashi bring the first pirush? If the whole, if this is the, what the Mefarshim say that the whole period of Rashi is based, excuse me, is based that, the, that there's a question on each one, and the question on the second pirush is the Ka'is and the Yehomer. If we now refuted the questions on the Ka'is and the Yehomer, so now the question is: Why does Rashi need a first pirush? If this is what Rashi is coming to tell us. Now, the other thing that was bothering us on the Pirush of the Mefarshim, is the Hemshech What's the connection? According to the first Pirush, what's the connection between the first and the second part of the Pasuk? So Rashi, the Rebbe has a suggestion here on how to explain the connection, according to the first Pirush, of the first half of the Pasuk, the second half of the Pasuk. As the Hemshech Tzumaschol, it's a Kassel, late in the Pirush, is, it's based on the Gemara in Nedarim. 
It says over there, any person that does not engage in sorcery, we bring him into a space, that even Malachim cannot enter into that space. Because because the person doesn't engage in sorcery, therefore the Malachim have to ask Yankiv and Yisrael, what's Hashem doing? That's what the Gemara says. So maybe we could suggest that this is what the first spirit is saying. That because Kilinachash be Yisrael, therefore they are a gebench, that they are they are so close to Hashem. And we're going to refute this with three with three refutations. Number one, we can't say that this is what Rashi is referring to. But Aleph, number one, in Rashi is talking to them as Afilo Afilo in Rashi is talking to them as Afilo Adas was bechitzos and lefnim imalachi yasharis is that itself from leinachash. There's no indication in Rashi that these two things are connected. Rashi brings one thing and then Rashi brings up something else. It doesn't it doesn't indicate any connection between them. Base lefiza. If this is what Rashi means to say, how does nitzke darzayin ersh laasid love it? Then why do we have to wait laasid oid asid lias es? Because as Rashi says, it's going to be a time in the future. The previous Rashi says, It's in the present tense that the Yidin do not have sorcerers amongst them. Then this should have happened. Also the outcome, the result, that the Ebishter is bringing the Yidin in closer than the Malachi Yashara should have also happened right away. Just like during a series of Dibris, they, they, they learn Torah straight from Hashem. Then also now when, when Bilam is speaking to them, it should be the same thing. And question three. This doesn't explain why Rashi speaks about the Yidin learning Torah from Hashem. So if the connection between the first half of the Pasuk and the second half of the Pasuk was based on this Gemara, that someone who doesn't engage in sorcery is Zoycha, receives this reward of sitting in, uh, close to Hashem, then number one, why does Rashi not mention it? Number two, why does Rashi say, Asidli is it's going to happen in the future, and it hasn't happened yet? And number three, why does Rashi bring anything about the learning Torah, which has no connection to this Gemara? So we basically are going back to square one. We are not accepting the Pirush of the Mepharshim for a bunch of reasons. Number one, number one, um, it didn't explain all of the extra details that Rashi brought. Number two, it doesn't explain why the Pirush of Rashi is first. Uh, why, why the second Pirush of Rashi comes second and the first Pirush comes first. It doesn't explain the, the questions on the second. We seem to have answered that. Nor does it explain the connection of the, uh, of the Pasuk according to the first Pirush between the first and the second. And in addition to that, we're going to have three more questions before we can get to the answer. There's a few more nuances in Rashi that have to be understood. Amongst them are as follows. Why does Rashi emphasize Malachi Hashores? Why not say Malachi? This is what it says. That your eyes will see your teachers. Is it? Rashi's task, Rashi's role to, to translate, to explain Psukim of Navi in his Pirush on, on Taira? Why does Rashi feel the need to explain this Pasuk? Unless it's adding something to the Rashi, which we'll see later. But if it's just using this explanation to also understand another Pasuk, it seems, it seems it's not Rashi's job. Gimel, in Satan Pirush, is Rashi Moisif, Noch Uma Poal Keo, 
And by the way, in the actual Rashi, it says Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but it says Ma Paul Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But after it says what Hashem accomplished, that if they want to know what are His decrees on high, what what, what, are we, what, what is it connected? How is it connected here? In other words, if we're trying to tell me that the Avister conveys His words through the Nevi'im, why do we have to know about when then when he when when he concludes, he says that the, the Nevi'im will tell the Yidden what Hashem decreed. Doesn't say what Hashem did. So all of a sudden we're not even talking anymore about Hashem's accomplishments or Hashem's actions. We're talking about Hashem's gzeres, which seems funny, which seems to not flow anywhere here. So that's a question that we didn't even address yet. We have to understand why are we all of a sudden talking about Xedus instead of talking about Pu'ulois, actions of Hashem. So now we're finally ready to understand this Rashi according to the beer of the Rebbe. And what the Rebbe is going to do is the Rebbe is going to lay out the context in which this Pasuk gets introduced. What's happening here? And based on the context, we'll be able to understand what Bilam is actually trying to say and what how Rashi understands what Bilam is trying to say. The beer Balak hired Bilam. Gedungen. Sometimes Gedungen means argued. Here Gedungen means hired. Balak hired Bilam to curse the Jewish people. Bilam answers by raising a marshal from Ersh and Mol. Rabbi Sakhandar can't do it. How could I curse if Hashem doesn't curse? I see the foundation of the Yidden, the mountains that they come from. Rashi says it means the Abbas and the Imois. The Uysir Givenlich Hamailis from Yidden, the incredible greatness of the Yidden. Rashi enumerates them in his Pirush on those Psukim. Then it happens a second time. Vayishter is not a person that can get moody, that could change, that could change his mind. As he cannot fulfill Balak's desire to kill the Yidden in the Midbar. And continues to to discuss the greatness of the Yidden and the preciousness of the Yidden. As the Rebister for Kuk the Avedis the Rebister overlooks their sins. The Yadirab, on the contrary, through us, there's a friendship, a love that the Avedister has to the Yidden. One of them is that then Bilam adds, as not only could he not curse the Jewish people, nor just the opposite, that there's no sorcerers amongst the Yidin. The Nashi teaches in the, in the previous Rashi, one that wasn't mentioned yet, they are worthy of blessing, because of their inherent quality, because there are no sorcerers or fortune tellers amongst them. So Balak is now saying something. Bilam is now saying. Because Balak is saying, if you're not going to curse them, at least don't bench them. At least don't bless them. So Balak says, I can't not bless them. They are worthy of blessing. What makes them worthy of blessing? Because they do not engage in sorcery and fortune telling. But if the blessing of the Yidin is because there are no sorcerers amongst them, this denigrates Bilam. Bilam is a sorcerer. Bilam is a fortune teller. 
So if there's a mile of Yidin that they're not Kaismim, then this seems to diminish uh, 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 the, the greatness of Bilam. Therefore, Bilam has to continue to underscore the greatness of the Yidin. Under midmat given, thus emphasizing as the sibevaser kenit oraliyas om the fact that the reason why Bilam cannot curse the yidden is nit mitzad zayin Bilam's chisaron is not because of something of the inferiority of Bilam, nor mitzad their mailufun id, rather it, it's the greatness of yidden. Vos erot meram is given in mishalei to which he alludes in his mashal mitiverter kaisi yamar leyankel israel mapoel kel with these words he's going to explain to us the greatness of the yidden which is why they are blessed and why uh, uh, why why uh, bilam can't curse them not because bilam can't but because of his own lack of ability but because of the greatness of the yidden that they are not you're not able to, to they are ruin in the bracha they are worthy of blessing. Their beard in them. And now in Sivav, we're gonna start explaining what is this Maila of Yidin that Bilam is talking about. Their beard in them. Ko'es mitachov kimutza. The fact that it says ko'es, not ke'es, weist afabavustert zeit. Ko'es means in the time, in the well-known time. Since we're talking about the preciousness of Yidin, is moving as a letzach vaganatzeit, the matgezendechiba for neighbors to Yidin. It's obviously referring to a time that we one was able to see and recognize the love of Hashem to the Yidden. Even a five-year-old knows when that time is. As The time when the love of Hashem to Yidden was in the open, was obvious, is given as was during the time of Matmateira, a Velchens state, upon which it says, Uvirashi fartaishtis, sgula means a oitzer chavivuchulu, a precious treasure. You will be to me a treasure. Kach atem tiuli sgula mishar umis, you will be a treasure to me more than any of the other nations. The lay temru atem lavat chemshali, vein the achelim imachem. Uma yeshli oid, shetehechi bosom nikeres, kili kolaaretz vein beenai ulafonai liklum. Don't say, we're the only ones here. What are you saying that you're choosing us or you're picking us? You know, there, there's, there's, there, there, we, to, compared to whom are you loving us? So the answer is, I, everything is mine. And yet, to me, they're nothing compared to you. Or you are everything compared to them. So we're seeing two things here, because this Chibasam Nikaris is going to come up again in a moment. And there's two things. We're seeing, number one, that by Matan the Ebishter chose the Yidin as his precious treasure. And number two, in a way that their, their preciousness was seen above and beyond any of the other nations. I have the whole world. There's, everyone's out there. And yet, I love you more. From the fact that the Pasuk says that the, in the future time it's going to be like this well-known time. Is move on, it's understood. As Pumfi Bamatan Tater, but it didn't get learned from the Abish and Alain, the Assessa Dibris. Was my Gerhard from Abish and just like Bamatan Tater. We heard the Assessa Dibris straight from the Abister, which means the Abister taught us Tater directly. Alderek Zeosidli, same thing, same, so too will be in the future time. As my Lenin Tater, repeat from the Abish. They were going to learn Tater directly from Hashem. This already begins to answer our question 
what, what, where do we know these pratim that the Yidin are going to learn Torah from Hashem? And why is it relevant? It's relevant to teach us the chiba. What is the love that Hashem has for Yidin? Where do you see this love? And because we're learning it from Ka'is, because we're learning it from the fact that like, like this time, or like, sorry, not like this time, like the time that Hashem had a revealed love to the Yidin, so too there's going to be another such time. What happened in that revealed time? In that, in that, in that time, Hashem taught Taita. So it must be that in this future time, Hashem is going to teach Taita to the Yidin. And since if you're talking about revealed love, it has to be in comparison to something else, which they are the ones who can acknowledge, who can recognize this love. If no one's there, then how do you know that there's an obvious love? Obvious means that someone recognizes it. The Mele is moving canal of Pirish Rashi, like you said before, that in, in the Rashi in Parshas Yisrael, that Chibas Chemni Keres, that the love has to be recognizable by someone, or compared to someone. The Mele is move on, and the Shas is as if I can do without Tayra, since we're talking about the Abes are teaching Tayra to the Yidden. Which the nations have no connection to that. Muzmen Zagi, and everyone must say, as in them is the Giliach Chibas. So, where are we going to see the revelation, the, 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 the obvious love? To the Yidden in Farglach, like Abi Malachi Asharis, in comparison to the Malachim. I feel like Abi Di Malachim as Eirinian is Lesharis, Kiyachal Mirishan, even those Malachim that are ministering, that are serving the Abister himself. And he adds in the bracket, not only the Malachim which come down into this world to fulfill a task from the Mirishan. Like we learned earlier in Chumash, Malachim that came to Avram to fulfill specific tasks. Al Echad Lavasid, Sarah wanted to tell Sarah that she was going to have a child. One to overturn the city of Zdaim. Avram wanted to heal Avram. Because one Malach cannot do two missions, two tasks, and therefore there had to be three different Malachim. Also, a Malach comes to Hagar to tell her that Yishmael is going to live. And that uh, that 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 uh, 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 is going to become a great nation. So even not to leave malachim, they come to this world. So you could say that they're, they're sort of on a lower level because they're involved in, in a physical world. They have to reveal themselves. They have to expose themselves to 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 uh, to people. Not only those malachim. But we're talking about malachim that are malachi yashodes. They're serving Hashem in in heaven. Even there, the love of Hashem will be obvious, will be recognized. Because they're learning Torah from Hashem's mouth. And the Malachim are going to have to ask the Yidin, what did Hashem do? What did Hashem teach? Now we understand the, the flow of the Pasuk. The first half of the Pasuk, which speaks like and the second half of the Pasuk, which talks about the Chiba of the Yidin. Because since he mentioned that the Yidin are worthy of Bracha, and why? Because they don't engage in sorcery. So now Bilam felt the need to explain the fact that he can't the fact that the klala cannot impact a yid is not because Bilom is inferior, because he is a sorcerer and they are not. 
But it's because of the inherent greatness of a yid, of yidin, we will once, in the future, we will see the, that their love, the, how much Hashem loves them, or us, rather, that they are uh, seated even closer than the Malachi Yasharis. So that's, now we understand the first period of Rashi. Then Bilam is coming to, to, to uh, uh, emphasize the Malasan shall Yisrael, the greatness of the Yidin, to sort of defend his failure. Why was he not able to curse the Yidin? Because they are worthy of blessing. Something that is not, not even in his hands. And he has to, and, and the reason he has to emphasize this is because he sort of, not sort of, he, he put down sorcery. And he is the sorcerer. So he has to say, listen, I could have done it if it was anyone else. But these people, they are, they are blessed. They are inherently blessed. Why? Or how do we know? Because we're going to see in a future time that how they're going to be, how their love, how the Hashem's love to them is going to be revealed. And uh, therefore, there's nothing I can do at this time. We still didn't explain in the first Pirush the um, the Why does Rashi? And that's what he's going to address in Sif Zayin that is coming to answer a question that one might have. We find that said, you should speak to us. We don't want Hashem to speak to us. We're afraid we're going to die. Can this actually happen? The, the, the nation, the people, they, they stood further away. And Moshe finishes the task of teaching the So how could you say that like that time is going to be another time? Time, that you're not going to learn from Hashem. If even over the first time, the Yidin didn't fully learn from Hashem. Base second question. Even if you can say there is going to be another time, like Matan Teda, where the Hashem will speak to the Yidin. So why is it? Does it negate the the curse on the Yidin more than Matan Teda does? Matan Teda it happened and it stopped, and that wasn't enough. That one time that it happened wasn't enough to express the love of Hashem to the Yidin to the point that it won't be utterly. Only Kais. Only the next time around. What's going to happen the next time around that didn't happen by Matan Teda? That because of that we cannot do utterly. Therefore Rashi brings, and there's two, two points in Rashi. Number one, Your eyes will see your teacher. It's clearly stated in the Pasuk. As the Rebish will be the teacher of the Yidin. In a way that the Yidin are going to see the, the uh, Hashem teaching. So it's not like Mamat Teda where they're gonna, it's going to stop. Not like Mamat Teda where, where it stopped. But it's going to be Meirecha. It's going to happen again. That the Yibishter is going to teach the Yidin in, 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 in a visible way. Bays, this goes back to a word that was a little earlier in Ashi, Shein Yoishvin Lefanov, they're sitting in front of him. It won't be a one-time thing for a short while. It will become something that is permanent. When it comes to Rivka, and, and, and Lovon says, Let her stay with, let her stay with us here. For some time, Rashi says, Teisha means permanent. Let her let her stay here for a while, not for a day or two. It says Yomim. Rashi says it means it, it, it means uh, a year. So because Teisha is lashnakava, it means it means to stay for a while. 
So therefore, that's how we know that even though Elat Nteira was a short, it was short lived by 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 the times of Laasid, it's going to be a permanent thing, and that's the advantage of Laasid over Matnteira that it's a permanent thing, and therefore it shows the Chiba of Yidden much more, and because of that, Bilam cannot curse the Yidden. So now, if we go back to the first chapter of Rashi, Rashi starts out before this Rashi. Kilanachas v'yankiv kiruuyimim lebracha. They're worthy of blessing. Bilam was explaining to Balak why he can't curse the Yidden, and Rashi explains that Bilam is telling Balak that I can't curse them not because of something wrong with me, but because of something that's great about them, and it's going to come a time that just like Mamatan Teira, Kais, like Mamatan Teira, where. The love to a love of Hashem to the Yidden was so revealed that time will come again, even if you may not see it right now. And just like Matan Teira, the Yidden learned from the Abishter. So too, when Mashiach, in the time of the Lawsid, the Yidden are going to learn a Teira from Hashem. And Yoishvin, it's going to be in a sense of permanence. It's not a one-time thing, a fly-by-night, but it's going to happen in a permanent way. And it'll be such an obvious love that even the Malachi Asharis are going to recognize, even the highest Malachim are going to recognize this love. To the point that they're going to have to ask by the Yidin what Hashem is saying or what Hashem is teaching or what Hashem is doing. And not only that, but it's going to be something that they're going to actually see and experience David as their teacher. So this is, these, are, these are special people. We can't do anything. We, there's nothing we can do. We can't curse them. And now we continue to the second Pirush. Why does Rashi need a second Pirush? What's wrong with this? This seems perfect. It flows. Everything fits in. We have a problem. But there's a question on this. This is all talking about a future time. But now is a different time. That time didn't come yet. So the question, the question that Rashi that's bothering Rashi on the on his own first pirush is how does the the future affect the now? Which this coin to the second period, we are talking about the present. That every time the Yidden have to speak to the Abishter. It's not conveyed to them through sorcery, rather, it's conveyed to them through their Nevim, through their prophets. Which is happening even now. It's something that's even in the present. Which is another great advantage, a great quality that you didn't have, but it's not something which you have to wait for the future. It's something that it's taking place now, and that's why Rashi. That's that's why Rashi brings the second period because it has the advantage of it being lashin hoiva in the present. In that case, why do we need the first period? Late in Svetin period, over is kasha. The problem is, is that there's no extra blessing in, in the second thing, in the second pirush. One of them was Bilam cannot utterly, and the fact that Bilam cannot uh, curse the Yidden. It's just the conclusion of the beginning. There's no sorcery by the Yidden. Why? Because if they need to know what Hashem is telling them, they go to the Navi. Whatever they need to know, they know through the Navi. But but the whole idea was that Bilam has to prove to Balak that the Yidin are ruin the bracha, and he brings on something extra. Not only are they ruin the bracha because they're not menachshim v'kaismim, but they're ruin the bracha because they're they're closest to Hashem. And here, there's no extra extra reason for a bracha. 
in in the second pirush. Falpiza is moving with Rashi Nemton the Ersten Pirush at Spirus Ikrim Sudasonikram. This is why Rashi uses the first Pirush as the first. Since the context here is we're talking about the words of Bilam and that he benched the Yid and he blessed the Yid and then he spoke about their greatness, is move on as the Pirush is in rate, but Brenter is Merdi Mailof and Eden. So it's understood that whichever explanation will will speak within the words of Bilam more of the greatness of Yidin is there another to Pshat Then Then this one is closer to the Pshat. In other words, whatever one speaks about the greatness of Yidin more is closer to Pshat. And the Farashi puts the first one first because that one speaks much more about the greatness of Yidin, which is why Bilam cannot curse the Yidin because they are they are they are blessed. So we now have answered almost all of our questions in Hashi. We now understand the whole new understanding in Hashi. That this is all about the Malasan Shal Bilam trying to teach Bolok and us the greatness of the Yidin. And that's why Rashi focuses so much on these on, on these details because he is comparing it to his man of Matan Taira in the first period. In the second period, he's focusing on the Hoiva, the no Menachashim Vekaisim amongst the Yidin, and therefore the Ruim, the Bracha, they are worthy of Bracha. We didn't talk about Unkulus yet, but before we get there, we have a couple of things. One of them is, is that the Rebbe seems bothered that the second period doesn't have any extra bracha. Even though we just explained that it's lacking an extra element of bracha, and that's why it's second in Rashi. But we're still going to try to dig a little deeper and find a bracha, find the extra uh, advantage, extra quality, even uh, uh, in the second period of Rashi. And it's interesting to point out that the whole Malos Shal Yisro is not really Pshutish Omikra. Is really drash, drash, which is muhrich al pipshat. So, but but even within within shal, within the drash that pshutei shal mikra, the one that the 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 the, the, the pshat that speaks more of malas and shal yisrael is going to go first, and yet we still need to find malas and shal yisrael even in the second one as well. Makes sense to say that even in the second Pirosh, in the second half of the Pasuk, we're going to find extra an extra reason why Bilam can't curse the Yid. And here's how it goes. Bilam had given Bilam knew that Avis does not want to curse the Yid. So why did he think he could he could even uh, be successful in it? He'll find the exact moment in which the Abister is angry. And if he catches the right moment, utterly he's going to be able to curse the Yidin. And the Rebbe is Rashi Moshev in Tzvetan Pirush Magzereisot Bamorim. And therefore Rashi focuses on the Gzeres. Because what Bilam was trying to do, he was trying to find when he could find the moment of the Xeris, the moment of the of the decrees that are negative. As Eichlet in Svetin Pirush, then in the Verter Koesli Yomar the Yaakov Yisrael VeGoymar Ahisofa in Shlulus Akol Ali the Bilam. And from these words, we see that even in the second Pirush, there's another reason why Bilam can't curse the Yidden. Bibal does Afilu in Der Shav was Kares Ba'Hashem, because even in the moment that Hashem is angry, Vaisin Der Fun the Yidden, the Yidden know of it. 
either through the Nevi'im or through the Nebetumim, and then they could do tshuva, and abolish the decree. So what, this is why it doesn't say Ma'pa'al Kel in the second part of Rashi, because Hashem doesn't do anything. Even when there's just a Gzeda Lamayla, there's just a decree Lamayla, they didn't find out about it right away, they do tshuva, and the Gzeda becomes bottle. And this is a huge Mayla. And that's, why, and that's why Bilam can't curse the Yidden. So even after we've established in the Sicha that the first Pirush is, has more Mila of Yidden than the second, we still find the second Mila in, in the second Pirush, specifically in the fact that Ash uses the word Gzedis and doesn't use the words Ma'pal Kel in the second part of his, of, his, of his words, to tell us that the, the, the reason why Bilam can't curse the Yidin is not only because the Ru'i and the Bracha, because Eimbe Menachesh and there's no sorcery amongst them, but also, even if a time was to come where the Eibishter is angry at the Yidin, nevertheless, he still can't curse them because the Yidin know about it through their Nevi'im and through their Urim Vitumim, and they do Tshuva and they abolish the Gzera. Sif Yud is going to try to say that we have an interesting uh, dichotomy here between the first Pirush and the second Pirush. The first Pirush is talking about the Asid, the future. Second Pirush is talking about the Hoiva. So there's an advantage to the second Pirush because it's in the present. On the other hand, there's an advantage in the first Pirush that it speaks much more uh, about the Maila, about the greatness of Yidin. So you have the greatness of Yidin, but it's only in the future. You have the, the, the present, but it's not as great as the first one. And seemingly, we can we can create a debate what's more important. Would you rather discuss the greatness of Yidin, but something that hasn't happened yet? Or would you rather discuss what's going on now, even though it's not so great? Comes out, out of this, in other words, we can understand from this, that the difference between the two explanations of Rashi is a discussion over a more general question, and also one that would have a halachic relevance. Vasis gaver, what is stronger? Aggressor the mile of Zen laws. It's something that's greater, but it will only happen in the future. Or a smaller mile, a smaller uh, advantage, but it's already here in the present. Now, according to the first Pirush, we're saying that they are worthy of bracha, and it's impossible for there to be any klala whatsoever, because their, 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 their greatness is so great. Because it will be, their, their greatness will be revealed to everyone. Their place is even closer than the Malachi Yasharis. But it's only something that's going to happen in the future. Conversely, in the second Pirush, Malason is neat as a grace. Their mile is not so great. It even leaves room for the fact that the Abister will be angry and the Klala will happen. Klala will be potentially, will potentially happen. But only because they're being told when the Gzeda comes or what the Gzeda is. For Hittenzeh, they protect themselves as a Zobotl that should be abolished. It should not be implemented. It's not a great mile. There's still anger. There's still a possibility of, of punishment, but it, it gets stopped. But at least it's happening in the present.
And from the fact that Rashi puts the first one first, we could resolve that Rashi's opinion is as a that a greater mila in the future is more important overrides the smaller mila in the present. Or MS came from the but not necessarily is this actually something that we could learn from this Rashi. In other words, this, this is a general question. What's greater? Uh, what's more important? Something that's greater in the future, something that's smaller, but in the present. We wanted to glean from this Rashi, derive from this Rashi, that Rashi seems that something greater in the future is more important. But we're going to say that for two reasons it doesn't work. Number one, but Aleph, Rashi is doch das mefarish in Bilam. Rashi is here explaining it within the words of Bilam. And Navi he was a he was a prophet. Just like you didn't have prophets, Bilam was a prophet. He does was nimsel madin alpinevieyem mitas agresa mailem he does was he learned in pirush lekaras baruchu. So the problem with the second pirush and why Rashi puts it second is because to Bilam it's not so great. The fact that you didn't have been told things by a navi, Bilam doesn't uh, doesn't chap his phylus from it. He doesn't get excited by it because he himself is a navi. So Lavdavke, the reason why Rashi puts it second is because the mila of Yidin is smaller, and but but uh, than 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 the first pirush. It's because by Bilam it's not so important because he himself is a navi. Beisviiker, the more important uh, reason. Leitem ersten pirush is just not a mila but zayn laosit. Till now we were saying that 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 laosit li is eis kazeis. There's going to be a time, but it's not really only in the future. You know, it says, Dodi the love Hashem has for Yidin is in the present. In the future, what's going to happen is that this will be revealed to all. In the future, it'll be revealed to everyone. But it doesn't mean to say that now Hashem doesn't love us, like He did during Matan Teira, like He will love us, just we can't, we can't see it. And therefore, you can't use this as a proof to something where the Maila begins in the future that she would override something that's in the present. We don't know. If you had a case where there was no Maila now and the only Maila was, was only in the future, then maybe the present would override the future. The fact that here the future overrides the present is because the future is not just the future, it's also in the present, or albeit concealed, or somewhat concealed. So now we understand, now we, we, we sort of went in parenthetically to try to, uh, uh, to, try to compare this to a, a general question, which we uh, uh, went away from. Now we're going to go and see if you'd Aleph to answer the V'unkulus loy tirgim king. The takeaway is, is that the overall theme of Bilam's words is the incredible qualities of the Yidden. Bilam was compelled to emphasize this a number of times to excuse himself, to answer Bilam's complaints. A number of times, utterly, covenantly, not his complaints, his demands. Balak demanded, curse them, curse them. Bilam says, I can't. The Yidin are blessed. And therefore Rashi takes, explains the Psukim 
like they would be explained according to Teremes and Drush, because we're talking about Mishalai, we're talking allegorically, that the, these, the context of these Psukim is talking about Malas and Shalai Yisrael, the, 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 the qualities of Yidin. And therefore Rashi is wondering and, 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 and acknowledging the Kama, 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 in many of these psukim, Rashi's pirush is consistent with the targum. And this pasuk and the following psukim is an is a is a exclusion, is an anomaly. And it is as one close to the Yigim King. And Rashi is wondering why Unkelos would not explain the Pasik like either of these Pirushim of Rashi. And Unkelos is sticking with Sutish Mikra. Unkelos says that the, that the Pshat is that no sorcerer could hurt or affect the Yidden. No fortune teller could impact the Yidden. Which means Rashi is saying that the Yidden are not the Menachashim Vikaisman. The uncle is saying that no other menachas v'koysim could affect the yid. That's the pirush aposha. Kili nachas biyakov, v'le kesem biyisrov. That a nachas cannot affect a yid, and a koysim cannot affect yisrov. That's that's what uncle says. So Rashi is Rashi is, is acknowledging this. He's wondering, pointing out that uncle does not say either of these pirush. He sticks to the pirush aposha. V'yafal piyas Rashi halt andish v'alas is mishalei kanal. Since Rashi holds it over here, we're talking about this whole context of uh, is, is the Malashan Shal Yisrael, therefore this has to be the meaning over here also, and he can't agree with Unkelus. In Gans and Shal and Pirush is nevertheless, he doesn't want to totally negate his Pirush, Ubaz Bara, as the Unkelus, Pastaki is Trudish Shal Mikra, Afilu Vurashi Zopt Ena Mikra Ze Emerelo Darshani, Unkelus, which his Derech is dafkus pshutos mikra. Even when Rashi goes to drash, because he has no choice, Uncle sticks to pshutos mikra. So Rashi says here, Uncle is leitirkimkin. Uncle didn't go like my way. Vishitase Uncle sticks to his shita, to his approach. Which is also Rashi's approach in the rest of Tera. That pshutos mikra is, is is the way to go. In other words, what Rashi is doing here, he's saying, I acknowledge that I deviated from my norm. And went with the context because it's Mishaloi, and not. Uh, uh, and, but he wants to mention Unculus because Unculus stayed true to Psudis Omikra. So even though Rashi disagrees with Unculus, but he wants to mention him to point out that there's also a Psudis Omikra, which Rashi had no choice but to go to, to deviate from. But nevertheless, we shouldn't forget that our Derech is Psudis Omikra. And with this, we go to the Hira, the lesson, the takeaway. One of the lessons that we can take from the above. Not only is the revelation that we receive from the Nevi'im something that is consistent and continuous into the present, and in every time there are clear directives. That the Abishter reveals his teachings, his words through his servants, the Rebbes, the eyes of the of the of the of the Yidden in every day. Not only do we have the Abishter's teachings in every single day through the Rebbe. Also, this idea that Yidden could learn, which, which, which in other words, Gilad was the second Pirus. 
The second period we have everything we know is from the Nevi'im. The first period was we learn directly from Hashem. So not only do we have do we have the knowledge that we need from the Nevi'im? Even the fact that he didn't learn Torah from Hashem is gvenit place. Ema was matmatayde in midbar. It didn't just happen one time during matmatayde in the midbar. Nurse says, "Hey, this takes place in every moment." As when I eat learn Torah, could the when I eat learn Torah properly? Vertan l'sheni imrasecha. My tongue repeats your words. He's learning it directly from Hashem. As is nervous yet, now it is concealed. We don't see the Abish they're teaching it to us. The love that Hashem has for us, that He teaches us, Tayyidah, will be revealed to everyone. But mainly, it's Vashtanik, a difference understood. That we should not be affected by the scoffers. Especially in spreading Tayyidah and Yiddishkeit to others. The Baldirat Kloda Herois from them was Gila Dvarav Al Yedei Avadav. He has clear directives because the Abishter revealed his words through his servants. Unachmer, I learned me peeps like his Baruchu. He's learning it directly from Hashem. Umpshita as a gefinzach zam with Abishter, and he finds himself with, together with Hashem. Hakaz Baruchu kedav b'shenik connected. The Abishter is sitting across from him and learning with him. Bizas mal lahalun b'shas man teira be'emu v'yira b'reses u'bazi af kansum u'sodach. Chazal tell us that the same overwhelming shock and awe. That we felt at Matan Teira, we have to feel when we learn Teira today, because the Eibusher is here with us in the present, teaching us Teira. Since he is with Hashem, we shouldn't be affected uh, or, 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 or impacted by the Goyim talking or tumbling. Making noise by their vase as is weak, luumim yehgurik. He knows it's empty. It's nothing. I feel others come from a melech or a sar, even when it's coming from a king or an officer. Vibalak melech moyev, other from Eden, from the Nevi'im, or Seilon, other from Bilam, or it's coming from one of the prophets like Bilam. From Eich Zei Vesen was Laiu Chazi Zetes, the Milan flow from Eden. Even they, even these officers, and even these kings, and even these people who are speaking negatively about Eden, they themselves know the truth. The the the, uh, the incredible quality and incredible greatness of the Yid. As Mechitzasim Lifnim Afilim Malachi Yasharis, that their place is even closer than Malachi Yasharis. Bees as Allah Umisailam was made design. As Eden Zain Ruinim Lebracha. Until the other nations have to agree, have to admit that they, Yidin, are worthy of blessing. But Aimba Menachashim Vekaismim does haste. They do not take into account at all the ways and the conduct of the other nations. Eden stand stark in their munna in Tehra. The Eden stand strong in their faith, in their munna in Tehra. Instead of to disturb the Eden, Benchen zei when they help the they bench the yidden, they help the yidden. As the zolzei garnet fell and the nothing should lack. The yadirab on the contrary, they should have everything that they need to be able to learn teira, to do mitzvahs, and to spread teira yiddishkeit to the world. Ubefraten zei raizgim bekarav mamish from midar galus, especially when they will go out of the desert of galus. Neraigin in the gula mitis neres akedus hebech kavanas balak, and they will go into Eretz Yisrael, which is the exact opposite of the intent of balak, which wanted to la misam b'midbar to they should die in the midbar, not go into Eretz Yisrael. If I care, they are going to bring us in. To Eretz, or they're going to allow us to go into Eretz Yisrael. When we will reach a time when everybody will recognize the love that Hashem has for Yidden, that their kings and their officers, their ministers, will take care of the children, will feed them, will nurse them, and strangers will come and tend their flock in the Geula. May it be the Geula of Mamish.